0: We are. It's fucking fantastic. Okay, now we're recording. That's awesome.
1: awesome.
0: Now we're recording. Yeah, we were before yeah. as
2: well. But. How How are you guys doing? Good. We just Dan and Nick just got here, and we've been talking about fucking our dads. <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: talking
2: about fucking your dad. <laughs> <laughs> getting real Freudian up in here. That's the
3: philosophy we want. Yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Any philosophy that allows me to bang my dad is the one I want. <laughs> That's a confirmation bias so I can get behind. Sam, what you been up to? Uh, not much, man, not much, no
0: one can Yeah. Can't get up too much, been reading, Sydney. Are you going to school or anything?
1: Yeah,
0: I'm going to university right now. Uh, UVic? Uh, university, no, um, the one in the limo. Oh, okay, I see, I see, I see. I just uh, assumed that you I might have went with Carter Tan. <sighs>
1: i'd like to have but it's just much cheaper here
0: that's true what are you studying history man history tell us an interesting history fact
1: Uh, i mean to me it's all interesting
0: what's what's Uh, your favorite one my favorite one
1: um there was a war with rome um they fought somebody called carthage nation called carthage Mm -hmm. And the greatest general of Carthage, his name's Hannibal. He's a fucking giga chad. Yeah, <laughs> All right. the elephant guy. Yeah. yeah, he marched more elephants from Africa over the Swiss Alps in an attempt to flank the Romans, and he did it.
0: That's hype. What a fucking, fucking genius. We love abusing Africa's natural resources. <laughs> <in our> natural <laughs> yeah. It yeah. yeah, sound I mean.
1: like skeletons of elephants who fell off the cliffs on the march. Really?
2: Yeah,
0: that's crazy. It's dope.
1: It's
2: that's crazy some. Story. Yeah, that's it's crazy because that actually happened in history, but that's like some Lord of the Rings type shit right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like the kind of yeah. shit you read in fiction. Yeah. That's but I guess I that's that. what makes history cool—is that it actually happened.
0: History stole the idea from Lord of the
2: Rings. Yeah. That's right. Lord of the Rings came <laughs> first. Life in the future.
1: They call uh, fiction is just history with all the boring bits
2: cut out. That's true. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, most, a lot of history, well I would say that hit, fiction is just the archetypal representation of history. Sure,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Dude, I wonder what, like, was happening
0: on this land right here where we're at, like a hundred years ago, or like a thousand years ago. A hundred
1: years ago, well, it's still Vancouver, a hundred years ago. Like was this particular? I was probably going through there. <laughs> <That's how it laughs> right yeah.
0: yeah. I believe it. History's
2: wild, man. What I mean, go if, ahead.
0: We're like on an Indian burial ground right now. On you know?
2: an Indian burial ground? I wouldn't be surprised because I feel like this house that we're in right now is fucking haunted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we should like, for the podcast, acknowledge that we're on the traditional sacred land mm-hmm. of the naming people. Of course, yes. <laughs> we must
2: thank the land that has been sacrificed for us to live here. That's true. Yes,
1: yes.
3: Is that the native group that lived here? I don't know. He just said
0: I This is what I've heard from high school I don't. Well, oh, yeah, but that,
3: that's because really think the name of Naimo.
0: Okay, you know, f- <laughs> fucking shout out to the native people that used to live here. Yeah, I,
1: don't I think it would be
3: disrespectful to, miss, to misidentify them, man. I think it would be a polar Do you guys,
1: uh, you guys think spirits are legit? even like a metaphorical
0: or no sound.
2: Oh, well yeah. metaphorical, no. yes. Well, you know, like bro metaphysics. I've I've seen them so I I, I have to say that uh, you know I have to say that they're real you've also done some pretty heavy fucking hallucinogens so alright well, well to wow. dismiss. Yeah, but that's dismiss. that's beside the point
1: no <laughs> no I think it speaks
2: to your qualifications this, on is, like, this is like this is my favorite segment yeah, of the
1: podcast that's that that more open than the
2: rest again. of us sure sorry say again Sam he
1: is a yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I mean that very much boosts my ego but I feel like that's, feel like that's not true <laughs> I'm just saying dude I feel like do you think psychedelics do expose you to uh, to other realms of experience that you couldn't do consciously though Dan?
0: I think psychedelics if I had to guess I would say that they alter the way that your brain processes information and then it, it makes you question reality and then it in questioning reality, you you create these answers, these solutions to these questions that you now have, which explains why everyone's like, "Oh, there's a, a new dimension of reality." It's because you've all created this dimension in order to answer the questions that your brain is now posing because of the psychedelics.
2: Yeah, but we create all dimensions
0: of reality. No, we perceive dimensions of reality.
2: No, but we create them. Fuck <laughs> no! What the Here fuck is that? Mean? Here you- we go. This is what we want. Here we
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even elaborate,
0: he's just like, no. <laughs> no. Please tell me why I'm wrong. You just are. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> he's like those those girls on the internet who just like, oh, can you explain why you're a uh, leftist? No heart emoji. That's an ego right there.
2: Well because because the problem is, is that it's just it's such simple logic that you don't have to explain why exactly. why you're wrong.
4: It would almost be called
2: wow <laughs> I didn't realize I came here to get shit
0: on <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh I'm sorry <laughs> took an wow. hour
0: out of my life to leave my institution of education to come here and get told that there's a, a fucking metaphysical dimension or whatever not even yeah, be explained
1: please, please yes. Dan, why please elaborate Dan why and the, the viewers team. who are hey, insane I'm not insane I
3: have, I insane. have faith in our viewers okay I well,
0: think the viewers are gonna listen to both sides of this debate, and they're gonna they're gonna decide, decide who, who wins. wins. Yeah.
2: Well, I, let us know in the comments. First, I would say that the masses aren't exactly the best medium to decide who's right.
3: Immediately shit on
2: our <laughs> listeners. I like it. No, no, stuff. no. I'm not shitting. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not shitting on our listeners. I'm just saying that more often than not, the masses are not correct, and it's the indivi- the individual who stands out among the masses that is correct but everyone thinks he's wrong because he's different do you know what i'm trying to say
0: i I know are you
1: are you judging correctness exactly yeah well
2: i would then i would just say that there there is i'm just saying that you gotta elaborate (laughs) your point
0: Okay. well so, to, the, to the threshold at which people can understand and agree with you Because if you just stand off by your lone fucking self And you're just like, I'm right I'm not going to explain why Because you guys are all fucking idiots But I'm right, <laughs> trust me No
2: one's going to fucking trust you Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point That's a good point
1: I think he's saying that he's right by the metric that he's right
0: Exactly He's just like you know, yeah. That's
1: no, saying that's, pr- that's wrong. By he's saying that the truth for himself, his subjective truth is true to himself. So why would the masses be more um, be more correct than himself?
0: Because if he his subjective <laughs> truth is that one plus one is three, it doesn't um, matter what two. he thinks. He's just wrong. But, but anyways, like, let's let's get let's get right into the point, Megla. Let's hear what you got to say about
2: psychedelics, whatever. What were we? Okay, no. Basically, the the statement that I made was that. We create reality, right? Sure. You And you said that we perceive it instead.
0: Well, if we define reality as what exists regardless of our perception, then yes, we don't create reality. We just Wait, perceive uh, it. Um, but
3: um, interjection. What? Proof, prove to me that anything exists without a beyond a reason. Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> oh, here we go. Well, you can't. So, how, so you, you're making some pretty big claims. For, we can't prove anything exists besides ourselves. That's true. We we could all just. Brand.
0: I could just say that you know it's, it's a pretty good chance that I'm in like an insane asylum and I'm just banging my head against the wall imagining yeah, that I'm with two people in right Indonesia. now. Yeah, but if we're gonna assume that you know things are real and that we have like things that we do and enjoy and places that we go, then hmm. for for the sake of this discussion, let's
2: say that those are real. I would say that the very beginning of my conclusion that we create reality started by questioning that assumption. Sure. So, when you begin to question the assumption that there is a concrete reality that is to be perceived that exists outside of
0: our understanding,
2: not only our understanding, but exists outside of ourselves, Mm -hmm. the assumption is that not only that there is An external experience to be perceived but that there is one to be perceiving it okay so basically we create our reality not in opposition to the fact that we perceive it but because we perceive it it is our perception that creates existence no, no, so Not you the create other way
0: your perception and your understanding of things, but you don't actually create reality. You do
2: create reality, because your, your perception you create your, own reality. your perception and your understanding of things is only based... On your
3: subjective perceptions? Yeah. Not
2: only that, but you, you don't necessarily create the the framework in your mind that interprets reality, because... If you did that Then you would be You would be quite like God
3: Yeah you would, have a, you would have superpowers If you were able to completely Control the Mechanisms of your mind that are able to well, you know, Of course things.
0: consciously you can't do that
2: Of course But what if you do it unconsciously What if we, we create do, We do
0: unconsciously for, do that We do unconsciously perceive the world With our own personal biases Yeah but
2: I would, say that. I would say that we don't only perceive it but in perceiving it, in the process of perceiving it, we create it. Because outside outside the realm of our conscious experience, there would be... If we didn't create a conscious experience to perceive, then what would be left?
0: I, mean, I didn't fucking create you, but here we are. Talking, I'm still talking to you. He, um,
1: Dan, I think he's he's saying like... Like, for example, if you didn't have eyes or ears or any senses at all, would Mike exist to you?
2: If I couldn't sense him, then yes, you. would. All. If you couldn't perceive me, would I still exist? To of you, course you.
1: Not, Mike, not, like, not theoretically out in the world, like, what we can't observe, but, like, directly to you, would he exist?
0: If I was unable to perceive Michael, Michael would still exist. Not to me, but objectively, he would exist. Yeah, but so how there's but an
3: objective thing observing everything to even make it this way.
0: Okay, fair enough. True objectivity doesn't exist. Collective subjectivity is the closest <laughs> we're going to get to it. But let's just say that the only thing that's changed here is that I'm no longer able to perceive him. Nick would still perceive Mike to exist.
1: Yeah, but... Are you, but for you, are you Nick? Oh, sorry. Yeah, are you Nick?
0: No, I'm not Nick, but... <laughs> okay if i'm unable to sense anything that doesn't mean that nothing's there it just means I'm, I'm unable to perceive it but sure
1: that that could definitely be the case but i think what mike is getting at and what i kind of believe as well is that it's a little bit pointless to believe in things that aren't necessarily there for us because we are no one but ourselves
0: dude i've never been to space before but i assume that the moon
2: exists
3: well, yeah, but I mean, you can see the You can see it. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, if just, what if I'm just tripping, though, dude? Oh, yeah, but
3: you can say that out of literally anything at that point. We just, well, if you, if we uh, but that's,
2: point. I don't think that's uh, necessarily a, a very lighthearted question to make. What if, not necessarily worded, what if we're just tripping, but what if, <laughs> what if we are. I believe that's a scientific term. <laughs> yeah. What if we're just. Oh, or I, I won't use the, the pre word just, but what if. What we perceive is in the fact that it's purely conceptual, only a dream, only an illusion.
0: So, so basically, what I said earlier about how we could, there's a fair chance that I'm like in a mental asylum and none of you guys exist,
2: kind No, of like that. Not necessarily.
1: Yeah, Mike's trying to boot pill you.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a hard pill to swallow.
0: Hold on. Here's some ASMR for you guys. I know everybody loves this. That's a disgusting sounding <laughs> yeah, yeah. ASMR. It sounds like it sounds, it sounds like my plumbing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, makes me know your plumbing
0: works.
1: you ran into a room full of subjectivists.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm fucking getting shit on right here.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah. uh, no, you're. you're Exercise. If you want to imagine that there is an objective reality outside your own, you're still imagining it from a subjective point of view, right? Sure. Like, there's no proof. Like, we only have ourselves, our own subjective experience to understand the objective. So does is there even such thing as an objective reality?
2: No, Which is, there, there isn't. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thought process that leads... That led me to the last debate that me and Dan had, which was oh boy. me saying that <laughs> the only true objectivity is subjective, subjective experience and subjectivity. It's collective
3: subjectivity. I, I like to maintain that there very well could be in a, some form of objectivity, but we would never ever be able to know about it or perceive it or even understand this so yeah. no way of knowing. If yeah. you
0: explicitly state like your assumptions, that you can arrive pretty close to it. Yeah.
1: But it's always going to be pretty close Yeah. No. it's the purpose of an objective thought.
3: Like in, yeah, like in calculus, you can have a line that approaches zero infinitely, but it will never be there. Yeah. The further you zoom, zoom in on the graph...
1: The human mind is not sufficient for that level of understanding. Exactly.
2: I would say that the... not necessarily the human mind, but the kind of mind that we... That we commonly use, that we commonly perceive, which is why I said that. <laughs> yeah, Sam. Sam knows where I'm going with this. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, um, which is why I made such an objection when you said that we perceive our reality instead of creating it. Let's say for the moment that well, this right now is a pretty good example. Right now, I'm consciously. Partaking in the experience of talking, sure. right? But I'm, I'm unconscious of all the processes in my throat, of my tongue, of the way my mouth moves. If you truly perceived all of this happening, instead of partaking in it as an act, and thus creating it, you would cease to partake in it. Because there is so much infinite complexity in what I'm doing. Even in the simplest of moments that I would freeze. I would cease to function.
0: Dude, I think you guys have done some much heavier drugs than I have. Oh I duly <laughs> oh, <yeah>. niggas. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, Sam hasn't. done nothing. Sam's just built different then, I don't fucking know, dude. Yeah, Sam Sam's he's you
0: know. I can't imagine. Dates and shit. I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. just yeah. being like sober and just sitting here and just thinking about like that. Like why not? Yeah. Why? It it my brain's not trauma. been unlocked yet. I guess you might say. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's kind
3: of a hard conclusion to come to on your own, especially in a Western culture where we're so heavily reliant on rationalism to explain our as We move away from religion and spiritualism.
2: Well, I, I, I wouldn't say that religion in, Mit world. I wouldn't actually. I wouldn't use religion. I would say mysticism and spirituality aren't necessarily the opposite of rationality.
3: Well, no. I mean, more so like the rationalism that came out in the Renaissance, the denying mm-hmm. of all possible that assumed there was an objective truth and every boiled it down with elementary particles and removed all sense of what's the word? Well, mysticism. Mm-hmm. Like rationalism really stood as a. a
2: Objective
1: opponent too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the start of the Deus side. Yeah.
2: yeah. Which is I think which I think is very funny because rationality has just become instead of uh, an alternative to our mysticism and spirituality, it has just become a replacement. Yeah. Yes. For the same I mean, for the same function, for the same phenomenon. Rationalism developed in
1: the same time frame as humanism. Yeah. Where we start to worship humanity over God mm-hmm. but it's the same thing We're just <laughs> switching some words around semantics really yeah,
2: yeah. Um, well apart from that I did want to tell you guys about a vision that I had oh last night yeah, let's get go. into it <laughs> and uh, I wanted you guys to help me decide whether I something actually happened or whether I'm just crazy so could be both. Could well, be you know, both. That's true. Could be
3: both. If it is actually something, the moment you even consider it being crazy, kind of ruins the whole thing. Considering spirit, uh, spiritual visions like that, from all the sh- shamanic texts I've read and all the tradition, hmm. it is you, right? It is inside you and won't exist outside of you. So it's completely dependent on your existence and your. Per, uh, perceived modality. So the second you even begin to assume it's crazy, it's gone. It does not exist, and it never exists in the first place.
0: Hmm. You guys are losing me before you even told me. So the I vision. guess,
2: I get. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah. So I, I guess in some like, way. We have yeah, modality. <laughs> yeah. So I guess in, in some unconscious and fundamental way, then I must not think it's crazy because I still think it actually happened. Exactly. Happened. But then that could just mean that I really am. Insane. Because I I still unconsciously think that I'm not. Give me the goddamn vision, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, alright. Alright, so... I'm leaving the gym. My natural habitat. (laughs) And, uh... And, uh... I start walking towards the train station. It's called Royal Oak. I don't know if you guys have been there before. But... I had this sudden instinct, some, a sudden urge to go the opposite way than, than I would go if I was going home. So, and it was so subtle and so, well, I guess subtle is really the only way to describe it, that I could have ignored it if I really wanted to, and I could have just gone on with my night and gone home Sure. And acted like nothing happened, but I decided to follow it. So I wandered into this neighborhood, just going wherever my feet would take me. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw it last night, but there was like a huge full moon in the sky, right? You guys see it? Missed it. No. But it was it was beautiful. It was insane. Just like you are. Oh, thanks, Dan. Beautiful and, <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful and insane. Anyways, carry on. Okay. Um, so I was looking at it, and I had the thought that I needed to to sit somewhere and to watch watch the moon, watch the sky, watch it go go past, um, just to sit and be alone for a little while. Right. And as soon as I had that thought, <coughs> conveniently enough. I came on a park in the neighborhood that I was walking.
0: You came on a park?
2: Yes, I ejaculated on a <laughs> park. <my dad>.
3: Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I Yeah,
2: That was my vision, Dan. That was, that was my vision, Dan. I came on a bench and then I got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got the humor of a 12-year-old. That's, sorry. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Um... Yeah, I came upon a park. Upon a park, and um, I, you know, I was having the thought of like, what am I doing? Am I fucking insane? Like, am I just following some blind death wish that I'm gonna get murdered in this park, or something like that? Um, Thoughts like, oh, if someone saw me now, they would think I'm a fucking crackhead or something, right? Yeah. But I pushed that aside, or I tried to, and I walked to the bench. That was like, it was in the middle of the park, right in the very center. Mm-hmm. And I sat down on the on the seat part of the bench yeah. first. And I was just looking up at the moon, observing it, enjoying the, the breeze, so to speak. And I had this sudden urge to just meditate. And I felt, as soon as I thought that, it felt like... I <clears throat> I got the sense that I had to be there, that it was a moment that I could have missed, but that I definitely shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So, as I was taking off my shoes and getting up on the table to sit cross-legged uh, as you do, or as I do.
0: Mm-hmm. I physically can't. My legs are too long. <laughs> yeah. I can't sit cross-legged. Fun fact. Can you not? Huh? I can't. It hurts too bad. Watch. Right. Let me just rearrange the furniture here.
3: Dana, how can you not sit cross-legged? Yeah, it just oh, it
0: hurts. Shit.
2: It hurts, dude. Damn. You gotta your, tuck
3: your feet in close. I think. Your
2: legs. I think maybe you just oh, gotta dude. stretch those. Oh. Maybe oh. you just gotta stretch those hands oh, out. I hurt like a how bitch.
3: Can you, how can you not sit? So like you just, like just gotta get my legs cross yeah, out. Yeah,
2: that's that's what I'm thinking. I think you just gotta stretch your hands out. fuck, dude. You can stretch me out any day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Damn. laughs>
3: this is turning into a whole other type of hug yeah exactly are you
0: about it or what's up
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Um,
2: but yeah as I began to sit the sense grew more and more urgent so I sat and I closed my eyes and everything was just silent the sounds of the city were silent The wind was silent. Everything was just quietness. Right. And when I started experiencing that, the one thing I heard was a wind hissing through the few leaves left on the tree to my right. And as soon as I heard that in my mind's eye, there formed a a snake. Um, or the image of one I guess sure and as soon as he appeared I knew exactly what I what he looked like and I explained this to Nick last night um, I knew exactly what he looked like was it Voldemort? no bro <laughs> 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 Um. What the fuck is Voldemort
0: holy shit that's a dude <laughs> holy fuck oh that's my neighbor <laughs> <laughs> holy shit that's my neighbor <laughs> <laughs> I just looked out the
2: window, Robert. Yeah, <laughs> and this is old dude just going through the mail, and I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, there. Uh, I never saw him, saw the snake. He never entered my field of view, but I still knew exactly what he looked like.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I could still picture him completely. And what he started to do is he began to question me, and he began to. Slither around and behind me, kind of like, like pacing, pacing behind me and asking me questions, prodding at me, testing me. Questions like, "Who are you? What is time? Why?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> Nick. Or er, what is time? Um, what is what is the illusion? Very strange and esoteric questions. And as he asked them, the answers started to pour from me like water from a faucet. And suddenly he asked me a very, very strange question, which was, Why don't you just kill yourself?
0: <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Which,
2: which, wait, which I know to the the viewer that is not versed in Buddhist thought would think that's a very strange question. But it's one of the, I think anyone who really gets into meditation and into philosophy especially asks at some point, well, what's the point, yeah. right? Why don't I just, why don't we all just kill ourselves if I'll we're s- all going to die anyway? The, the is f- too good. That's, that's actually, amazing. honestly, that's, that's, that's a good, re- that's a good bad reason. That
3: is the if all the
0: women in the world died, well, fuck, then I have no reason not to kill myself anymore, but.
3: I'm right here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 right <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, shit, man. Well, shit, we gotta cut this podcast oh, yeah.
3: short. <laughs> moving on from the fourth reference of gay oral sex.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah uh, so he asked. He asked me that very suddenly and nonchalantly. nonchalantly, yeah, as if, like, in passing. And my first answer was kind of like what you said, actually. I literally said, I want to live the magnificence of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I said that, I felt that it was the wrong answer. It wasn't the right one. And the snake... And it was very clear to both me and the snake that that wasn't the correct answer. Okay. So he, we continued talking and he continued questioning me. And then he asked me a second time, why don't you just kill yourself? And it's a very strange answer that came out of me, but I told him, because I'm already dead. And in, as soon as I said that, he, the snake, moved into the front of my field division, into the center. Yeah. And he began to transform, and he transformed into what I'll call a shadow. And it was basically a shadow, but it was it was translucent enough that you could see the snake becoming the spine of a man. That was sitting across from me, facing me, cross-legged, in a meditating position, and just looking at me. So, and then once that happened, we just sat there in silence for an amount of time that I can't remember. And we- you,
0: actually, you actually did this. You went to a park the other day and you just sat there and just fucking
2: tripped out about why you didn't kill yourself? Well, I think... Well, I wouldn't reduce... I think... Yeah, I think you're missing the the overarching (laughs) point here, Dan.
0: (laughs) I I guess (laughs) I'm I'm lagging behind a couple minutes. But But I... That's fucking crazy. But I did actually do that, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I followed my... I guess I'll just call it instinct. So, what did you learn by the end of the night? Well, um... I'm about to... (laughs) I'm about to finish the the vision, and I'll tell you. Okay, bye-bye. Um... So we sat there in silence and as soon as I opened my eyes it was all gone. It was all over. It was as if nothing had ever happened. But the world seemed brighter and more peaceful afterwards.
0: That's good.
2: Um, and I began thoughts just began fucking pouring out of my out of my brain just like about what I had just seen why I had seen it, the meaning, but there was one glaring statement that I got out of it, which was, if I am dead, then what is there left to do but live? That was my conclusion. And then I, as soon as I thought that, I got up and I came home and acted as if nothing happened. Dude, what does that even mean? Well, and no, well, nothing
0: did happen. Exactly. <laughs> Dude. I feel like we're literally on different wavelengths. Like, maybe I gotta fucking do some DMT and then we'll, we'll fucking vibe. Honestly, I think, yeah, no, I think that's accurate, actually. You got some DMT
3: kicking around somewhere?
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got a fucking tutorial tomorrow. I can't be doing that. I mean, I don't have any kicking around here. Okay. Right. <laughs> for legal reasons, he doesn't have any anyway. As,
1: as your lawyer, this is all uh, this hypothetical. This is all hypothetical, uh, yes. Somebody I know.
2: Exactly. Somebody that you so, know. This, right. you this very is
1: closely. still part of the story. This isn't real. Yeah,
2: right. Mm-hmm. We're just, this is an act for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We don't actually do drugs here. So, what do you guys you think?
3: Know. I don't like. So oh, go on, Nick. Oh, well, I was just going to say right away, I noticed, like, well, I wouldn't be a proper suit without mentioning Jung by now.
4: So immediately <laughs> when
3: you said a shadow appeared, and, uh... You thought of him. The, yeah, the uh, the shadow self, you know, mm-hmm. the darkness <clears> within. <him. throat> and the way, uh, you yourself are very analytical in nature, very questioning, right? Okay. So by having the snake transform into the shadow, and the fact that it is, it is asking those esoteric questions that you already... These are questions you probably ask yourself all the time.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I am I'm almost inclined to say that this serpent the shadow person is your in a sense your shadow self a part
1: of it yeah I would I would go further um I haven't studied oh, you please. I've just watched um, videos on the internet of course <laughs> that's <laughs> all you need oh F, only fans. yeah but Sorry. I would say that the very question itself why don't you just kill yourself? That shadow,
4: that dark darkness that sat across from you, like uh, Nick just
1: said, I think it does represent yourself, but I think it represents a different aspect of yourself. Okay. I think it represents <coughs> the, un- the unconscious self. Mm-hmm. I think for a moment there, you said you were sitting for an unknown amount of time. Yeah. Time does not exist to what cannot perceive it. I okay. think you had pierced the veil from consciousness into unconsciousness. And you had entered the realm of the dead.
2: Interesting. The realm of the dead. What makes you think the realm of the dead? I had come to the. I had sort of. I was writing in my journal earlier and I had. Was kind of thinking along the same lines, but. I didn't think of anything to do with the realm of the dead. What makes you think that?
1: I, I only use that for artistic, words. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I could, I could easily have just said you had entered the unconscious yeah. or dead. Dude. That is the existence of the dead is the unconscious. Yeah. That's I, right. And I that's why it, yeah. I, I hypothesize that that is why after, mm. after really this tired, spell had ended and you had a yeah. deluge of Crazy. thoughts, it's your consciousness returning to yourself. Okay like you had a, an outpouring because you had constrained your conscious mind for for even if it was a second the conscious can does not like to be out of control right especially in a time that it is usually in control when you're awake right yeah yeah that's so right so i think your body was you had had entered this realm this state of being that is very unnatural to <laughs> to Conscious unconscious beings like ourselves you had, you had fully immersed yourself, but when it had ended your body had quickly had to try to Justify to try to make it make sense to try to, to, to Quantify what cannot be quantified and that that is what happened
2: hmm. Well, that's a lot to think about
3: on the on the point of death Yeah, uh, there is a I'm sure you're very well familiar with a psychedelic event one would say
2: called ego death yes in which
3: which time your unconscious and your full your uh conscious front front, front conscious per se (coughs) yeah uh would be most in in tune with each other in harmony which would be ego death and Mm -hmm. you and you know you hypothetically someone that has reached ego death through that use would understand that your ego does in some way attempt to fight that yeah for sure as on the point he was saying Hmm. But I also noticed you were calling the serpent a he.
2: Yeah, it was definitely male. Mm-hmm.
3: Which is a very interesting thing to say. It's
0: kind of rude to assume its gender, don't you think? It's twenty twenty. Well, I mean, well, well, bro, it
2: was in it was, <laughs> it was in my
3: head. So considering it was a snake, that he could perceive outside of his field of vision. Was, I'm sure he can understand other <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do not perceive my gender
2: without asking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do not perceive me without my permission. Don't, yeah, don't, perceive me don't even look at me. Pretend I don't exist. <laughs> I don't exist, okay? Fuck. Well, that's actually a strong conclusion. I I don't have
1: he, I don't have pronouns at all. So if if you, you could name the <laughs> snake, what would you call it? That's
2: a question. Harry. Harry? Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I would say that
1: <laughs> i would I would say
2: it didn't need a name, which I know is kind of like uh sounds like an easy way to not answer the question but <laughs> but honestly it it didn't need a name it didn't need to it didn't need to be named or concluded at, it just appeared and as soon as it appeared, it left.
1: Did you need a name? Not at all. In that time?
2: <laughs> Not at all.
1: Well, I think that confirms that you had entered the unconscious. Hmm. In a way, yeah. I,
2: th- I guess even if, if it was just for a brief second.
1: Well, if I might be wording this wrong, I don't think you can enter the unconscious where I was in the unconscious Right. but I think you stripped away the conscious to such a degree that the unconscious and the conscious became like interchangeable
2: maybe I actually think that that experience the point at which the unconscious and conscious become interchangeable is why there were or why there was so much symbolism why there was so many specifically archetypal figures in the vision instead of let's say just the the thought of experience of an internal dialogue let's say of just me questioning myself i think that because it because it was that kind of breach that's exactly why i in some way Needed to formulate the sh, it was like a short narrative almost. Because, because what I mentioned to Nick last night when I texted him about it was that the first thing that I saw, the first symbol, particularly that I saw, was the call to adventure at the very beginning and the fact that there was no there was no need to know where i was going there was no need to have a conclusion about what i was going to do i just as soon as i decided to follow that instinct it sort of took control and i had no no conscious means of directing myself i also wrote A little excerpt in my journal about it that I wanted to read just because my writing is a lot better than my oral skills so I'm just going to go get that right now
0: yeah I can attest to that Megal's oral is not uh, too great I was going to say his his oral (laughs) skills (laughs) (laughs) Um. we need a
3: chalkboard for the references to gay mouth pleasure on this podcast (laughs) because we're breaking a new record here
0: fuck um, I think
3: I think that's the selling point of this podcast. What is the amount of it? references to gay oral sex? Oh, of course.
0: Full disclaimer: I I'm pretty sure I'm straight, but um. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can change that
2: whoa 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 felt, whoa <laughs> the fact that he
3: felt the need to even say that to the people uh, shows me a certain all right insecurity. all right, all
0: right. L- guys comments let me know all right <laughs> comments. is it
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: thing is here listen i can appreciate a handsome looking man but i do not want my oh, penis shut up i don't want my <laughs> penis in a man's asshole or do i want nor do I want a man's penis in my asshole. So does that make me gay that I can just appreciate a good looking person objectively? No, but it we does, it does make you,
2: monetized. no, it, <laughs> that's fine. But it does make you gay that you felt the need to tell everyone that. Not really, uh, dude. It just makes you in the closet. That's
3: true. Dude. Fuck no, dude. <laughs> Damn, it's okay, we love you. It's alright. No, yeah.
2: fuck off. Me and, me and Nick, me and Nick, are, me and Nick are already kind of iffy on our sexuality anyway, so <laughs> it's alright. We accept thing. you
4: what the fuck
0: is happening here bro
2: i just said i can
0: appreciate a good person looking person and now all of a sudden i'm in the closet because of that come
2: on bro hey man we're pseudo intellectuals for a reason of course i don't even know what pseudo means you're you're pseudo gay dude no well if you're pseudo
1: gay
2: then you're pretending to be gay is that <laughs> is that 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 Wait, is that, are we
0: not pretending to be sus right now? Do you guys actually want to suck my dick?
3: No, I'm pretending. I'm seated. No. There's a no amount of truth. If, if you know someone is very really in the no,
1: November's not done yet.
0: Fuck. <sighs> Fuck no, not November. I'll come visit you guys on the 1st of December. For no particular our, reason. I'll let you be at
2: your house no, sure. Whoa, okay. Nick is going to stalk Dan.
3: <laughs> Who said I was there for
2: Dad, dinner? Yeah. do you live in van now? Yeah, I, um...
0: Yeah, I'm not going to say my address on the mic. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I was going to go into my whole life story and be like blah, 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 blah. Drop drop the address. Yeah, Yeah, right. If you guys want to send me uh, like gifts and stuff, though, just mail it to Simon Fraser and they'll get it to me.
2: Just saying. Wow.
3: Send him
2: things that'll help him. Oh, okay. help him. Oh, my fucking (laughs) god. Send him a dildo. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Holy fuck! I'll discover your fucking crevices and cracks. See, Dave, this is why. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. I've gonna- dug myself into a hole. I can't get out of. Yeah, yeah. All,
2: right. All, right. all right. Getting out gonna- of Dan's hole. Gonna- oh my I'm- fucking god, dude! <laughs> I'm gonna read this interpretation. All right. right. <clears throat> all right. I will not bother interpreting what I saw last night, for to me it needs no interpretation. It is simply what happened. I will retain the disguise of unknowing for the sake of the podcast and for the sake of my ego, but I won't say what it truly is, mostly because it can't be said. All I can say was that I have my suspicion that it is a subtly narcissistic delusion of grandeur. (laughs) I seem to have this thought that I am special or unique in some way that would allow me to educate others on spiritual or metaphysical matters. But this is unequivocally untrue, irreconcilably untrue, even. So I remain suspicious of my own motives and of the sources of the visions that I've had. It is not a sense of criticism, but of a healthy dose of doubt I wish to retain. Even as I wrote that, there arises the image of someone reading this and thinking how healthy and wise Mike is. And it is because of thoughts like these that I want to remain doubtful of both the goodness And the honesty of my intentions. The greatest manipulator is one who is unaware of his puppet string tendencies, for his narcissism extends even unto himself. But then, would that not make all those who would profess themselves to be genuine master manipulators? If they believed their thoughts, feelings, and wills to power to be true and genuine, then would they not ultimately be lying to themselves? unintentionally about the nature of their own existence. The manners in which we self-manipulate, and by extension manipulate others, are so subtle and self-pervading, it nearly defies belief. If the man who, in admitting his own failings and shortcomings to others, is looked upon as virtuous, or the man who admits his failings is looked upon as virtuous, but this is not the case, the only way to display one's virtues in concordance with truth is to act in a way that conforms with one's own knowledge of his shortcomings and virtues.
0: Sorry, I just, um, I've been scrolling on Tinder and this one thing really blew my mind and I had a very exaggerated reaction to it, the distracted megla. <laughs> Apologize.
2: It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of thinking, speaking or thinking can never come into full contact with that which is truth. Only action and the sounds and energy of this action can ever display any of its truth. <laughs> so you guys are... So, you you're, so so you're so serious. Reaction, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder's fucking wild, man. You guys, you guys, wild, you guys, guys. You guys tindering right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan he had to expose
3: you to that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and even then, one may misuse his actions to disguise the virtue of his truths, so that he may be better viewed in the eyes of the masses. But even then... This is self-manipulation. The illusion of self once again strikes at its own illusory heart, to find itself dead in the face of what life truly is, experience of present action. The illusion which illus- illusions itself, what a fitting comparison does it make to what our concept of God is, self-creating, self-maintaining, self-pervading. All these things the self shares in common with the conceptual Deity which rules our lives The gods and the self are the same and it is the (laughs) participation It is the participation of both illusions that creates our reality But what does this have to do with my vision? My vision's conclusion was this if I am already dead then what is there left to do but live I? think my most fundamental discovery has been captured in this statement It is a true koan, as I discovered all too well last night. I also made the realization that all questions are koans, all statements an avenue for discovering the death of the self. But the discovery is that of a flippable nature. Once you realize you, as a person, as a self, are dead, the world opens up into the true capacity of living. You become alive, not because you aren't dead, but because you are. The illusory awareness of self is the necessary dichotomal counterpart to that which is true. But even this dichotomal nature of existence dissolves when one realizes they don't need it to be. That's all I wrote. Dude, I
0: came up with this nice pickup line that Nick really appreciated. Oh yeah? Please (laughs) (laughs) tell us. So for context, I'm Vietnamese. Anyways... So, I go up to an Asian girl that I see, and I'm like, hey, you got any Vietnamese in you? When she says no, I ask, do you want some? Nick liked it. <laughs> Come on, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Jesus. Thank, you, thank you, Dan. <laughs> thank you, Dan, for that extremely related anecdote. Anyways. <laughs> to exactly so what we were talking about. I matched
0: with this girl on Tinder. Her name was Noel, right? Okay. And for all you fucking francophones and whatever, you know that's Christmas. So, tell, tell me, you know, this is not a, a good, this is, tell me this is a good pick of mine. So, I messaged her, I was like, hey, if your left leg was Thanksgiving and your right leg was Noel, could I visit you between the holidays? I kind of hate you running. <laughs> Come on, bro. I think you should be arrested. <laughs> what?
3: For sex crimes.
0: <laughs> you can't tell me that's not fire. Did you
3: respond? No. <laughs> yeah, that's what I
2: thought.
3: Um, Mike.
2: <laughs> yeah i feel like sam was the only one listening so. i was listening please, i was like please I, give some i, input I was listening on that.
0: but the thing is you were just on a whole nother like level of wavelength i could not like i was i was trying to follow but like you just but you were also on your phone i was trying no i was trying to follow but no, you dude, lost it's fine you dude, lost it's, me it's, so it's, early dude, dan it's okay it's okay it's you it's don't that have that to make an
2: experience.
3: excuse <laughs> <laughs> I i did actually listen Yeah, well, I was going to say I did actually have a question. No, I listened to
0: your first, when you were telling the the story, I was listening to it. Yeah. Then you brought out your journal, and if you were just going to reiterate something that I didn't understand the first time, I wasn't going to understand it the second time.
2: (laughs) Okay, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Anyways, moving on from how oversensitive I am. (laughs) So, it's just, what did did you, uh, Sam and Nick, think of that?
3: Well, I found something very interesting right at the start. Okay. Writing immediately, because... Reading between the lines and really just thinking of this from taking a step back, when talking about this, mm-hmm. the very first thing you started writing about was the act and nature of manipulation, right? Uh-huh. And a serpent in itself, in a, heavily across all cultures and places, especially in the biblical sense, the serpent is a manipulator.
2: Okay, that makes sense. So it could be related in that way.
3: Well, I think. Well, the very act of writing about it. Well, the content of the writing is, <coughs> is one thing, yeah. and the act of the writing is another, mm. and the themes of it. Okay. It has an influence upon it. For sure. The fact, that, the fact that you felt need to say that really should show that this, uh, the the snakiness of the snake, for lack of a better word. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs>
2: yeah. Say yeah. Again. yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
1: My, you, you casually threw out in the middle of there the greatest revelation I've heard this year. Hell yeah. Which was not to inflate your own ego, but I had never realized this myself, but you had captured the projection, like what the, the act of self projection of consciousness itself and drawn a parallel between that and our belief in religion, which is exactly what we do with God. We say he is, omnipresent, omnipotent, omni-everything, and he was created by himself and is self-maintaining. Now, people will say, like, well, nothing like, like, well, what made God then, or what logically did that, but you're saying that, inherently, in human consciousness,
2: what made us, we are the God in our own metaphor. Yeah. like That was what I was getting at.
1: It, it's fucking, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's some young type right there
2: yeah well yeah maybe I am just crazy
0: I came up with a really bad joke while you telling my story
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> please tell us
0: your bad joke I think dance comedic really?
3: <laughs> yeah I think so, so too you know
0: how you said that the snake asked you why don't right. you just kill yourself as if they were just in passing yeah. Dude, me being a snake, I used to tell emo kids at school to kill themselves <laughs> at passing in <them> school, too. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a joke. Yeah,
2: that's uh, <laughs> an suicide. encouraging suicide, yes. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Don't as <laughs> like you've never done it, too. Yo, exactly, yeah. I mean, crime. yeah. Oh,
3: shit! Okay. I was trying to
0: say. Shit. I'm glad we moved the, the bad guy position in Nick now. Uh, well,
3: I Who was the emo kid. Openly so. advocates <laughs> for telling people to kill themselves. No such the thing, as a like self-crime. Or
2: is it? Hmm, that's yeah. a good question.
3: You guys want to
0: hear about the philosophy thing I had last week? Sure. So it's uh, it's called the non-identity problem. I didn't understand it too great, so if I tell it wrong, I apologize to any philosophy gurus listening. <laughs> <But>
2: <laughs> it's all pseudo intellectuals anyway. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah. Basically,
0: imagine imagine this situation, right? Where there's this this chemical corporation, and uh, they're at a, a fork in the road, right? And their decisions are to either continue their operations, but in order to continue operating they have to pollute the the, the air, the water, the whatever, right? Okay. Or they can just, you know, shut down and cease to be a business. Mm -hmm. So obviously they choose to continue working, but in effect they're going to pollute the world. And so during this, uh, during these operations. Two people meet while working together. And they fall in love. They have a baby, whatever. The okay. baby grows up. baby gets cancer because of the pollution from the company, okay. right? Um, and so they're, they're going to die before they turn 19. Right. And so basically the question in class was, has this chemical corporation wronged the baby? Because the baby would never exist if it wasn't for the company. The company yeah. brought together those two employees and they met and be- because of those operations. So... Sure, you know, maybe that baby's life is only gonna be nineteen years long as opposed to like the average lifespan. Hmm. But they're still better off because if it wasn't for the company, that baby would have never been alive at all. So the question is, is did the company
2: wrong the baby? I'm gonna I'm gonna use Sam's term and I'm gonna Buddha pill you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um I would say that qu even that question makes the assumption that either That all people in that situation, including you as the interpreter, should or can know what is wrong or right. Well, the intuition is that the baby has been wronged, but have they been? I would say the issue I have with that kind of is wrong or right question is that, like I said, I don't think anyone truly has the knowledge or the the know-how to know any further wrong or right past past themselves or past their subjective experience but i would also say i would also say that um, i would say that the corporation is only a reflection of a group of individuals it it cannot harm another individual. The corporation is an idea in of itself. From a I you
3: know, guess that's why it's legal st- non identity
0: problem. That's not why it's called a non identity problem. I don't <laughs> know. <I don't> know. <laughs> From a legal standpoint, <laughs> no. a corporation is <laughs> an entity Yeah. This
2: is called suit case. We have no idea.
1: Exactly, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, i I would the corporation in of itself is uh, a construct or an idea given power through agreement through collective agreement sure mm-hmm. but in being an idea it cannot physically harm the child like another person could but what well, i guess the question is can it even as an idea harm the child but i would say that I would say that even the individuals responsible for the corporation using whatever toxicity it was using could really, in no way, have. Hmm, that's a tough one, actually. See, I I, but I would say that they're they're not responsible.
0: You
3: really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I do have another question or something to impose. Here. Sure. Okay. Let's, Let's say. I, I look
0: Nick first and Sam.
3: Uh, this is real quick. Let's say hypothetically the company did do something wrong, right? And as Megla said, a company is just an idea. When really it's a no, collection. No,
0: no, not right? hypothetically. they objectively forget forget your third mm-hmm. dimension shit. Let's just say they objectively polluted the fucking. No, no,
3: no, hypothetically, did something wrong, right? Okay. Like, because I'm not saying they did anything right or wrong yet. Okay. Let's say they did say something. They, it was wrong to do that, right? They sure. harmed a baby. Sure. And it is just a collection of individuals, right? Sure. Let's say there's a thousand people at that company. Okay. You would have to split that evil evenly among a thousand people because it wasn't one person that just poured poison into the baby, it was one thousand people's actions that cr- created one sum. Mm-hmm. So, really, one thousand people did one one thousandth of a thing wrong.
0: I don't know if that's how that works, dude. Why not? Why not? Well, okay. So, actually, no, we, we, I mean, passed, I...
2: we passed over Sam. What did you want to say, Sam?
1: finish this thought i I have a totally different approach to this okay
2: so i just think
0: it's interesting because my response upon like hearing about that situation was of course the baby has been wrong even if they're objectively better off because of the company's actions in the sense that they're alive and they've lived 19 years Mm -hmm. they've definitely been harmed right so i think it's really interesting that your first reaction was to basically dissect what the corporation is and like, Nick, you said, what if it's just a thousand people, and that means that those thousand people only did one thousandth of a thing wrong, so it's, it's like, not really that bad, I think is kind of the point you were well, getting Well, even right. if it is, like,
3: r- pragmatically, what can you do about it? Hmm.
0: So, yeah, I just think it's really interesting that you, you like, have dis- dissected the corporation and, like, the people inside of it without um, really addressing the corporation as a whole. Like, it's just it's just a party in the situation. It doesn't have to be... Uh, that complicated I feel like well, I mean cause well uh a
3: corporation's really complicated thing like I can't just yeah. say the corporation did something wrong yes because that really means nothing what do you mean
2: that means it's nothing it's not it's not specific enough it's not close to the truth
0: enough okay let's say the CEO of the corporation has signed off on it. signed CEO. off on the killing
3: of his baby I'm signed
0: saying. off on the polluting acts of the company in order to well, he buy, could have foreseen this yes he could have That's he could have it. foreseen
3: a specific baby getting pulled poison with carcinogens but if, he could have he, he could, could have, have
0: prevented the pollution and yeah,
3: the truck drivers could have the, the workers could have refused to work there the people that produce the chemical and that's guys, what i mean is
0: you guys are cutting open like each individual laborer within this corporation rather than just accepting the the premise
3: well, i mean the first well, well exactly yeah but, well i accept the premise this is i yeah. need, i just need to really okay. when it comes down to it i need to see who is in the
1: room he's determining the responsibility
0: yeah all right let's let's reframe it then okay there's a comparable situation um so another way that our professor demonstrated this problem to us was he asked us if it's ethical to clone yourself for the sole purpose of harvesting their organs well your organs really in order to prolong your life so i myself i would clone dan and then dan v2 would live and grow up in like an institution and they would have certain organs harvested at certain uh, points in their life, and then at one point we'll, we'll take Dan V2's heart, he'll die, and then me, myself, Dan V1,
2: will continue to live. Is that ethical? I would say that it doesn't matter. You, you don't think I it matters? Matter. Well, I don't... No, not, I, not really. Well, if
3: I were to truly uh, accept that question and premise, I would not be able to answer ethically, because I would 1,000% do it. Hmm. I, why, wouldn't <laughs> I? why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I pursue... Because I grew up and I experienced over the free will and nature of all my loved ones. Mm-hmm. And I have contributed, and other people contributed to me, and I per- contributed to society, right? Okay. I exist in this environment. This person was created in a sterile environment. Right. With no connections, no branches, no nothing. Their existence is, why shouldn't you kill yourself when you well, have Well, that,
0: that's interesting because now you're saying that because they were created in the sterile environment, their life means less, is worth less than yours. Yes. I would... That's, that's crazy, crazy then, to me. But then that leads...
1: Well, I'm getting caught up on a, on a fundamental thing that needs to be clarified, and that is the nature of of fate and predestination and cause and effect.
0: Well, I'm...
1: Like, you, uh, yeah, go ahead. You're talking about, like, if a baby... Like, if somebody creates something, do they have the right to destroy it? Because without them, it wouldn't have existed in the first place. Yeah. But you can go... Like, this is on a much bigger topic of, like, literally every cause and effect ever, right? Like, um, say I have, I don't know, like, say I have an estate, right? Like, I work my whole life. I, I, I get a mansion. I have land. I have lots of property. I have lots of money. Do my kids deserve to inherit my money? Like, is there any reason I should give it to them?
0: Maybe if you love your kids like normal people, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: some people choose not sure. to because they're spoiled brats
3: and they don't deserve it. Mm. Sure, but objectively.
1: Or, or do I reserve the right to kill my own spawn? Like,
3: Fuck no. That's.
0: No. That, Why? I would. Yeah. Wait, let me ask you this. If you had a kid and you not just got
2: loud. so sick of your kid one day. Not too loud, I don't want to clip the mic.
0: Do you think that it would be morally permissible to just say, you know what, fuck you, Sam Jr., go get <laughs> fucked. I mean, you just... Like, do you do you honestly... Is there any way that you could morally justify that? Because I can't see any... How
3: can you morally justify the killing of animals for food? How can you morally justify anything? Oh, uh, don't mind. Dude. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we,
0: talk, we talked about vegans last week, actually. That's so interesting. I, I, think I, I think that morals...
3: Yeah, no, it was <laughs> that kind of just, <laughs> just would ruin vanity. it discussion. Yeah. Yeah. I know right I love, that was my big go to in philosophy
2: class <laughs> what's dick, the point like,
3: yeah.
0: I think morals are decided by society you but know. does that make a point right? yeah that's true the no. idea of morality is
1: created for exactly, society yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: exactly some, some kids in my philosophy class are trying to say that morals are derived from the bible and I said you can't pick and choose which parts of the bible you live by you know well that And also that,
3: wouldn't that make every other holy text just as equally valuable and correct But that oh, That
0: does the Christian kids are trying to convince me of that so But it is
2: it is in part true. Because the, that we do get morality from not the Bible, necessarily the Bible, but
0: it's sacred religious
3: text.
2: No I wouldn't I wouldn't spec- specify it to just sacred religious text though. I would say that morals have morals are a abstract and complex reflection of what has naturally occurred in our revolution in our evolution so let's say I we have the base of of us of human beings which is the evolutionary and natural and animal existence right now this natural and I put it in air quotes because I think that's kind of a ridiculous term, but the natural part of us is abstracted in through our perception of it. And that is the result that we get in morality and in culture and in really any sort of collective ideas that we agree on. Now, the sacred text is what I would say the sacred texts in general are one of the very first steps in that abstraction. Do you know what I mean?
0: I think, yes. I think we're getting at yes. the same kind of idea here. Um, so my understanding of what you just said is that basically like we, we in put it in simple words for me, man, you're Ladies fucking, sir. yeah, I, <laughs> I
2: get, <laughs> um, okay. The same thing we were just talking about with
1: um like the unconscious to the conscious it is yeah. talking about taking things that are not conscious like phenomena in the world translating that into conscious thought conceptualizing it and the rules that we learn about um from that abstraction are applied into our conscious reality which is like society which is like religion which is like corporations and that is how morality is derived i think that's what he was saying
0: yes so yeah so basically people decide what is morally good or bad yeah but uh, like it's a little
3: more than just like, it's a little more complicated than just arbitrarily saying yes no yes no like it has really? a basis in the un- unconscious. Well, no, of
0: course there's like grounds for it, and, and like
3: very, very good grounds, way beyond our just simple cognition. But yeah,
0: no, the like whole point of my philosophy. Mathematical
1: grounds, like grounded in reality, but the objective, if there is one, reality. And it would be in the yeah. unconscious if there is
3: any form of fucking objectivity. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And the point that I was mostly getting at is that the statement that that Christian kid made is in part true. That those religious texts, those um, those first
0: guidelines, rules. Yeah,
2: uh, those first uh, inklings of of our abstraction, of our capacity to abstract, those still hold value, and they hold a special value because they are in the form of narrative.
0: Okay
2: um, but I would say that well I guess as, a, as a, like a little side anecdote if one of the values of religion especially is is that you get that with the narrative so that it becomes much more engaging and you can interact with it much on a much more fundamental level than something as compared to just an abstract idea of morality. You know what I'm trying
0: to say? Let me let me say what I'm thinking. Okay, let me, sure. And let me know how, how much we agree or how far I am, okay? Okay. So, let's go back to how the Christian kids in my philosophy class were saying that their morals come from the Bible, and uh, I respectfully disagree with that. Okay. It's because... They were trying to say, like, oh, like, we know that killing is wrong because the Bible says so, or, or um, like, adultery is wrong and all such, yes. right? And I said, no, you you know that killing is wrong, and you know that adultery is bad. It just happens that your beliefs line up exactly with the Bible I and actually, the Ten Commandments I, at that point. I
3: would point. like to say that
0: our... Um, our I have a hand, my hand is going up. <laughs> 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 Come all on, right, Nick, you should have seen his hand. Sam,
3: please. Oh, oh, wait, I think Sam and me might have the same point
2: here. Go, okay, Sam, Sam, I kind of want you to go yeah, first. So go. So
1: um, so yeah, so that kid, you're saying um, you're saying you disagree with him because he believes that our morals in our society are derived from a holy text, and you're saying that no, they're just fundamental, right?
0: Not necessarily fundamental. I think that my my.
1: Well, then where where do you think we get our morals from? I'm, I'm
0: just... From other people. But
3: where do those okay. other people get it from?
0: fucking you gotta be
3: injecting it somewhere it can't just be out of nowhere okay so
0: let's just imagine that let's let's just imagine that there's three cavemen or three cave people whatever right and then uh one of them kills another one right and then the third party is watching that and they just feel sick to the stomach and they're just like whoa that's not right and then that idea gets passed on forever forever whatever i'm just saying that some things you'll see and you'll just morally, like, intuitively know that that's not right. And I think murder is, is one of those, that's actually obviously. That's
3: a good question. That's a... Plain so you
1: think question that, right? yeah. that morality... You're saying that morality is intuitive, right?
0: Uh, I think there's definitely things that we know intuitively to be morally good or bad.
1: Hmm. Okay. And where does that intuition drive?
0: Where does that come from? Where does it come from? Yeah human hardwiring.
1: So, biological programming, like the, our, our anatomy, our physiology? Yeah,
0: I, I think that your anatomy probably has some input into how we perceive things to be morally uh, justified and whatnot.
1: Okay, what that's, Mike is saying, That's kind of what I was saying. Mike, is, Mike isn't disagreeing with you on that premise. I'm glad. He's just saying that... The, the Christian Bible, which has a, a, is a text of morality, a text of stories and of narrative of how we ought to live, that those stories are merely metaphors for what we in science now are discovering about our physiology, our anatomy, what we tend to do, things that are, are not based in like the clouds or whatever. But those that Bible is one of humanity's first attempts to try and describe it in a conscious way, in an abstract way, in a way that isn't just like two rocks banging together. Like it's... Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's the same story, but it's just described through this Christian lens. Like don't let the Christianity fool you. It's the same thing. It's just a metaphor.
2: Yeah. And I was basically, what I was trying to get at at the end of my spiel was that the the story and the and the conclusions of that kind of narrative and story are also biologically determined even the aspects of that story are biologically determined yeah (laughs) you know what I'm trying to
0: say? I think so yeah, yeah
2: yeah and I think in some way that the theory of moral intuition is also part of that.
0: Yeah. I was basically just trying to convince this uh, this Christian person in my class that um, what I did was I sent her a Bible scripture that basically says you can't touch pigskin or eat pork, right? Yeah. And I said, obviously, you're not going to give up bacon just because I showed you that part of the Bible.
3: I I would like to counter that.
0: And she 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 agreed. She's like, I'm not I'm not gonna give up bacon just because I mean, he showed me that. Which was my point was that you pick and choose from the Bible. Well, I
3: think like if you really want to, just to shit on that one point. <laughs> I, I think that is from the Book of Leviticus, and Leviticus yep. translates to priestly, and the entire book is a law for priests. Which is really a counter argument, to, like the whole Bible. Uh, I believe the actual quote is Leviticus 23, 18. A man shall not lie with another male as he does with a woman. It is abomination, though, should be put to death their blood is upon them.
0: Apparently the translations of that were actually man and boy, not man and man. Like
2: a fucking scripture. (laughs) Jesus.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I memorized that quote. It's so mental. But no, the book of Leviticus, where all those weird laws are fucking presented, half the book is about sacrifices, right? To, uh, to God in the Old Testament. Like, it's really a book for how priests should behave. Because <laughs> G- remember, Jesus Christ, uh, oh, and I'm going to start talking Christianity. <laughs> I'm,
0: sorry
1: to, I'm sorry to interrupt you guys, but I got to head out early. Okay. All right, no, Sam. Bye, Sam. It was, Thank you, no, sure. it, was, it was really good to talk to you all. If we can do this again. Yeah,
2: yeah for I'm sure. Um, I think we're going to try to do it every Sunday if we can. Yeah, that'd be nice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be. I'm sorry that we're, <laughs> that we're just fucking <laughs> coming on yeah.
0: right, um, uh, I hope you get used to it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because. Sorry that we're shitting on you, but I hope you get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take care, you
3: guys.
0: Yeah, take care. See you soon.
3: Maybe one day Dan will become more accustomed to our fatal attraction to esoteric words.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That's kind of what our first podcast all was just that. Yeah, I know. I feel like that's why people only watch like three minutes of it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the analytics, and that's all it was. And
3: once I got to my third fucking rum and coke, I started talking about Freud wanting to fuck his dad or something. <laughs> yeah. That was
2: the one part the Dalai. Yeah, made I do. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you guys want? Do you guys want uh, rum? I don't yeah. have coke, but I'm not that. I, uh, 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 I, could,
3: I would, but I'm would break my fast.
2: Oh, oh shit! That's right. I mean, I'll have some. Yeah, okay, you don't have, have
3: my last meal was a uh, soup. I think uh, wow. that sucks. No, it was actually delicious. It was like, no, I love
0: soup, but I'm just like, man, if your last meal was soup. No, oh, no, that was like it
3: was a thick soup. It was a uh, chicken corn chowder I made. Oh yeah. With old chicken, I made the chicken stock too. Yeah. I made some uh, green green onion and cheese scones to go with it. It was delicious. I have to say.
0: Dude, we make green onion and cheese scones back in uh, fucking grade nine, cooking together. Really, we did. Did you? Yeah, we did. We weren't yeah. in the same
3: cooking class. You sure? Well, if you didn't have Zach as ass, you didn't have
0: me. Um, were you not in the class with like Kiana and Fraser?
3: Yeah, it was. Zach was in that class.
0: Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. He just never came, and I guess I don't know. Oh yeah,
2: probably no. I don't remember. Well,
3: I'm sure he
2: came with you. What would you guys want for your last meal?
0: Oh fuck, that's a tough one. Um... Uh five tabs of acid.
2: <laughs> Honestly, yeah.
3: Oh, well actually probably like heroin. I
1: don't know. Meal
3: Meal Meal Government <laughs> is yeah, providing you with this. Here, <laughs> well, yeah. it, I can eat it. We like, all need it. Well think about it, fucking if you're going to the electric chair, like I know a lot of like the only people that could actually go to that thing are the fucking lethal injection to keep a calm face. They have to be fucking crazy. They, piss they, no, him. they do Probably. get sedated,
2: though. No, they get do sedated
3: it? on the chair, like yeah.
2: fucking... But while you're going in. Yeah, oh, man, while you're like, like, No, myself. everybody's shitting themselves. I'd be
3: like, it's just a joke, guys. I didn't do it. <laughs> if, um, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. If,
0: if I had to pick my last meal, it... it uh, I, I really, really love, like, sunny-side-up eggs with toast and bacon. Mm. Like, that's one of the simple pleasures of my day. Yeah. That, uh, I love a good steak, because I'm a man, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> But then, also, a bowl of, like, Japanese ramen from Maruzama. Fuck, dude. Okay. That, that stuff you makes me, like, ejaculate. Yeah. I could have all of it. I'd have to have a, a workout before I get put to death, so I'd have the appetite for it all. <laughs> yeah, But, uh, may, maybe they'll... Well, I just up. eat till I puke and get shit. fucking.
3: I'm gonna feel sick <laughs> the next morning, yeah, right? Oh, there is isn't no next morning. <laughs> uh, fucking, you know what I would have, actually, besides hard trucks, is that... Uh, <laughs> For Christmas dinner, I didn't have, I, For a while, I didn't have turkey or ham. I would have a white seafood lasagna, ooh okay, and ooh. a massive T-bone steak together. That sounds, that sounds dinner. really it's good. Oh, yeah. 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 fucking best part. My dad was a cook for so many years of his life, right? So yeah. he knows how to cook that shit. Like, I was a very fat kid because <laughs> of how well my dad yeah. could cook. Yeah. So that's probably what I have, and then, like I'd probably get, I wouldn't probably, I would probably give booze. They probably want a cigarette.
0: Yeah.
3: They ban smoking in prison. But I'm, like, I'm gonna die next day. Give me a guy. I mean,
0: yeah. They also ban rape in prisons, but that happens a lot too.
3: You know, prison rape isn't as common as you think.
0: Yeah. Isn't it? No. Mm-hmm. First hand experience? No. Well, yes. I, 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 <laughs> I, I
3: did know people that actually were in prison for a while, and they said that doesn't happen. Like, there are people that choose to have sex with other men just simply just to get off. Get something, yeah. Like, even if they're not gay, like, they will just mm. do it just to get off.
2: Damn, I bet it's. I bet it's also probably like a dominance thing. I can like I fucked the shit out of you. You're my bitch now. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Nick is dreaming about his prison. Meglo, bench. I
0: feel like you're thinking about it. Megla would come into prison and just dominate. No, <laughs> no I don't think so, man. No, I feel like you'd be I Jesus would, Christ. You sit would. down on a bench and you tell one person about like your your visions and your ideas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a whole flock of them would gather like pigeons around breadcrumbs. Yeah, I think- would start a prison
2: cult. <laughs> you would. You would. <laughs> and then you yeah, pick one. So like,
0: yeah, you pick <laughs> one special disciple, and then you'd go and fuck the shit out of him. <laughs> Just like you, the priests
2: do. You will receive my sacred seed. <laughs> <laughs> All mini parties. <sighs> Fucking Fuck. ch- chanting
3: Buddhist shit. your. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, I yeah.
2: I love how... Well, I don't love it, but I just find it kind of funny how priests were able to get away get away with pedophilia for thousands of years.
0: Well, I mean, if Leviticus translation was you shall not lie with man then I guess kids don't qualify as men
3: well, that, they, oh, that well. as the people of the, of the male gender of the persuasion of uh, you don't know
0: that, yeah, so that
3: did, did that's the read, best guess we get did yeah. you read the
0: OG
2: bible no so fuck you
3: we can't read the OG bible it's from a dead language. Exactly. exactly
2: I do want to read the bible though I haven't read it in a long time
3: I, I read the bible as a kid
2: me too I read like the kids bible okay. yeah it's so much simpler
3: yeah
0: I <laughs> Dude, maybe maybe I'm a little bit off on this, but I think that whole pick Noah and take his family, put him on a boat and drown the rest of the world thing, I think that was kind of immoral. Strike me down if you must, God.
3: Well, if God created mortals, he can choose whatever the fuck he wants
2: to. (laughs) Yeah, true.
3: He is a jealous God. That's an actual part of the... He's a jealous and vengeful
2: God. Yeah, which gives us more support to mine, Dude, that whole fucking... That that whole commandment where
0: he's like, you're not gonna worship other gods? Dude, back off. You're so controlling, you know?
3: Actually, he said no gods over me. Yeah. Or no false idols.
2: Yeah.
3: Which is really the Catholic loophole because they have like fucking 101 demi-god saints.
2: Yeah. I... I would say that there is a reason for, for why that is a testament, though. If you view God instead of the instead of as a big daddy in the sky, and you view him as, or not even him, view it more as something between Jordan Peterson's theory, which is something between the capacity to pay attention and... Paying attention? No, I know. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was getting called out. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the, the capacity to pay attention and um, truth. Something in between that.
3: Who's, who's this Jordan Peterson guy? Jordan Peterson. You know what? I sometimes. sometimes I think the more I get into Peterson, sometimes the more I have to disagree with him. Who yeah. is he?
2: Who is he? Someone. He's like. He's he was, a very controversial intellectual person. Is he like the
0: Ben Shapiro of ethics and, no. and stuff?
2: No. See, he's, he's, he doesn't even have
3: right wing views. I don't know why no. people call him. He's like a fucking democratic socialist, really.
2: Yeah. Well, the source of his fame was like. There, there was this bill called C-16, right? here we go (laughs) Um, where it basically said that if you misgender a transgender person you can be taken to court for it as a hate crime as a hate crime if you do it in In the same category as hate crime
0: okay I think if you do it in an intentional way like
3: you should be charged with a hate crime on the same par as burning a swastika in someone's yard
0: I think if somebody is transgender and they've like, explicitly asks you, hey, I've whatever, these are my pronouns, please respect it, and just to spite them, choose not to. I don't know if it's, it's a hate crime, but it's definitely not right.
3: Oh, uh, well, it's not right, but I don't think yeah. we should be throwing people in prison or slapping them with fines for it. I feel like.
0: It, well. Does it fall under assault? Maybe. No. It, I don't it, think so. me telling
3: you to go fuck yourself assault?
0: I think it is, actually. Well, if you. me
3: making noises <laughs> with my mouth? That's assault. Yeah, Dude, there, there mean, is such that's a thing the as worst argument self.
0: ever. You can't stab somebody. Oh, it's just movements with my arm and a knife. Yeah, you no, know, but
3: causing you physical harm? I'm make, I'm communicating my feelings. Sure, but
0: if yeah, I but if I steal your idea for a business and I make millions of dollars for it, I haven't Yeah, but that's money. the potential to
3: make money. This affects nobody at the end of the day. Well but in money, money
0: doesn't in money doesn't create value. We put value on money, okay?
2: In Canadian law, if you assault someone verbally, you can get yeah, fined and go to jail for Which it. Which is brain-dead moment. <laughs> Extreme. Like, what the fuck? Yeah.
3: <clears throat> In order to think, you have to risk being offensive or else you're just lying to yourself with the most massive confirmation bias. Yeah, that's but there's nothing... There's,
0: there's, there's, how do you benefit from, like,
2: intentionally misgendering a transgender I, person? I so would, why would you do it?
3: I, why would, I wouldn't, ever.
0: No, that's
2: what I'm talking about. Like, if but nobody's benefiting what, from see, it, see, but the, but but the I, fact that they're enforcing it as though they're... Basically, Jordan Peterson made the argument that they're compelling speech instead yeah. of, instead of like negating speech. Like, there's
3: things you can't say, right? But this time, they're making you say something is the argument. Like, never before has that ever happened in the Western world, besides, like, Germany when you had to greet the few hell with Hail Hitler.
2: And communist Russia and Maoist China.
3: Yeah, which is, a real, which is kind of scary when those are the only parallels... Are
2: the worst societies humanity has ever known. And it's
3: not, like, a bad thing. I'm not going to say, well, this is going to lead to yeah, the downfall of Western civilization, but it is a little sketchy.
0: Well, why is it... S- they're not making you say, like, oh, hail fucking Trudeau. It's, it's nothing like that. It's just, like, just be respectful. And no, but we but we accept infringements on our rights all the time, so I don't think that this is a huge deal. Well, yeah, it, but
3: I don't... Well, that doesn't mean I should, just because I accept... Well, it's why, not. Why, I why
0: I shouldn't agree. you be respectful, though?
3: I, I should can, be, but I... Don't think it should be backed up by force of massive financial fine or possible firing from your job or being locked in a cage.
0: Nothing you should. Well,
2: see, basically the bill made the argument that you like you, you're this pretty much very similar to the argument you're making where it should be based on respect and um, and like kind kindness to and reverence of the other individual that you're referring to. Sure. Right. But. What the bill also does is it not only compels you to not misgender or not, misgender is the wrong word, not use the transgender person's not preferred pronoun, Uh not only does it do that, but it also compels you to use the pronoun that the person wants you to. Okay. Which is. Which that idea in and of, it's, of itself is fine, but I think where Nick and Jordan Peterson have a problem is that it's backed up and compelled by law.
3: See, what I really think is if I completely agree, you should call someone by their pronouns and everything, right? Yeah. Full support in every possible way for this, right? Sure. Just as I think a lot of things like. Um, we shouldn't be racist, right? Mm-hmm. Very basic things like this. Strange coming from you, but okay. Uh, like, I don't think we should ban ideas we disagree with from being said, whatsoever. Hmm. Mm. And the re- and now the reason I say this is because that doesn't prove them wrong and it won't change minds. It'll just turn into extremism underground. That's what happened. That's ge- what is happening. That is what's happening. That's why so many people are turning into Nazis because there's are like, if I can't talk about the like, if I was a hypothetical neo-Nazi, I'm put into an echo chamber of people that I agree with, me because I'm not going to start talking about this stuff in public where people can shut me down and actually discuss it with me and show me why I'm wrong. Yeah. I would be locked into an underground echo chamber where we're just going to keep pumping out stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you should be able to have these ideas out in the open so they can be do- disproved.
0: Hmm. That's, that's a fair point that's a fair point so let's continue on this example of neo-nazis right yes I think that the right for a jew to not be threatened by someone that's preaching different. his idea no wait I think that right is more important than a neo-nazis right to express that hateful speech and that's basically the that's that's the reason for which you can't say this shit out loud is because the government has prioritized
2: certain rights over others yeah but, but see, the law The law.
3: inflating weird things here because I'm you, threats are different
2: and the, the law isn't, it's not saying that you, it's not saying that you can't threaten someone or that you can't do something. It's saying that you must do something.
3: Well, I'm saying there shouldn't be any laws on what you can't say as long as it's not a specific threat.
2: Well, there are, there are What, what if I laws. said, it like, Walter well, was a
0: great guy who did great things and I'm fully supportive of those I beliefs. I think you should be well, able to say that technically you have the right to why say why wrong. That.
3: I, I support that. That's, I, that's iffy, though. I support, what is Hitler known for? Did, did, I would support yeah. the right for people to say Nick LaRiviere should be shot and killed. I would support that yeah. every day of the week. Why? Because, because people, I, I think people can say whatever they want. Because I think you need the right to be able to think and express. Because if it your can... idea is wrong, it needs to be proven wrong. Wait, wait. wait. If you're scared, you're, if you're if you're saying the idea shouldn't be said at all, you Really might be scared that it's right.
0: But wait, mm. so you said you would support the right for someone to say Nick Larivio should be shot and killed, right? Do you support the right for me to say that to a potentially dangerous hitman? What if I went up to that's system? a whole other
3: situation. No, but, but the thing is that's the, engaging. in... No, the,
0: the thing is the root of the idea incites violence.
3: I think we should punish violence.
0: Yeah, but you should. Not do you want to? Do you want to let the Do you want to let the spark ignite some this whole flame so that you can quash violence when you could just. Smother it before it happens,
2: yeah. But in the process of trying to smother it, you smother the other processes by which society is kept intact by the exchange of free ideas. Now,
3: another point is what who decides what's right and wrong in this situation? It's the government, right? So, if the government all of a sudden decides to start squashing other things and labeling it hateful when it isn't at all whatsoever, this is like that's wrong. So, we need to be able to have a universal standard where we need to be able to discuss these horrible, apparent ideas and actually prove them wrong and debunk them rather than let them get out of place. And we can't let the government start shutting down free speech and censoring things, because first it's the obviously horrible ideas like the Holocaust and shit. Mm -hmm. But after that, they can do whatever the fuck they want at all. You could start shutting down speech against the government, like in China. You can't say anything bad. You can start censoring newspapers and media sources and any. Like it's a slippery slope.
0: I get that it's just a slippery slow.
3: And like but, uh, and it's a really hard thing to try to accept in your own heart and soul where you... Like, what kind of person is able to really say, I want Nazis to speak out loud? Like, it's a horrible thing to accept, but it takes a risk And <laughs> the hopes of a greater good, really.
0: It's just a really big risk to take.
3: Exactly, but we it's a risk I think we should take. We need to take to... Maintain what makes Western society so great.
2: It's also a risk either way. Because... If we go the full way with... With... Using that bill in, as an example. And the situation that Nick is describing, like in China. Mm-hmm. Either way, if you go the full way in either stance... It's
3: not going to end well.
2: No. Yeah. You, you get...
3: New moderation,
2: really. Yeah. You get uh the phenomenon of you know the rise of communism which was horrible for the world or at least not for the world i should say for, for human- the people that he- experienced it yeah for humanity um or you get something like nazi germany and the problem becomes i think when you view the when you view not just the bill itself but the idea behind it that causes that sort of process to begin to happen that's what raises red flags in people's minds
0: yeah no i totally get what you mean there I mean, 100% i get that do you support
3: yeah. the right to call racist ignorant morons i
0: try not to speak condescendingly of anybody personally but if there's someone
3: like right in front of you was Like if someone's just being racist straight to you... I'm
0: probably going to call him a dick and
3: punch him in the face. So Mm -hmm. you support your right to be able to retaliate and speak, right?
0: Honestly, that's not legally something I'm allowed to do. Well, you can can
3: speak as much as you want right back to them, right?
0: Yeah, I guess so, yeah.
3: Yeah, so in order... Well, that kind of goes both ways because you're both attacking each other on a personal level. Mm -hmm. So in order to retaliate, you need just as much rights as them and vice versa.
2: Right, so but there the has, to be, a, the, the, has they, to be a level playing they, field. It's
0: always being racist to me. They're attacking me for my identity and something that I can't mm-hmm. change. If I was to retaliate and simply say that, hey man, you shouldn't say that. Like, that's not attacking them personally. It's just attacking something that they can very easily change, a hateful aspect well, of their life. I don't think racism
3: is a very easy thing to change. Because if it was, it would be gone.
0: Yeah, but the thing is that I would be trying to eradicate hate, whereas they would be trying to eradicate my existence
3: well if their hate is such a massive part of their identity really they're trying to eradicate them in a sense it's why people feel so personally attacked when you attack things they like hmm. and like I know it's not the same thing but when it really comes down to it to the psychology to the mind what we're really discussing mm-hmm.
2: Well, this I, is a pragmatic
3: discussion really
2: I think either way the interaction between both of you is going to be the idea that if i called up, called someone out for being racist that i'm not doing it for or that i'm not that i'm doing it simply out of the goodness of my heart and not also for selfish reasons that reach that can reach also from a place of hatred that assumption is the delusion that leads to the worst communist societies that we've seen because That's that assumption... True. The assumption is especially that you are right and the other person is wrong. And because of that, you you Archive. can use any means to... Achieve your end. Yeah.
3: You're justified.
2: No, I'm not... Obviously, I'm not going to say that the racist person is right.
3: They're very much so wrong. Yeah. But, but
2: we're all equally qualified
0: to say that we're right in our beliefs. Yeah. So yeah. I get what you're saying.
3: And if, like, uh, in communist... Uh, communist citizens. First, when they started the revolutions, like uh, when the Red Army fought the White Army, the revolution 1919, right? Mm-hmm. They started by like, killing the monarchy, or trying to kill the monarchy, the top of the top of what they hated, right? Okay. And then it was the massive business owners and the factory owners, right? Yeah. And then it was the kulaks, which were just farmers who had a lot more land. Mm-hmm. And eventually they started killing anyone that went down the rung that became the new highest... Privilege of power and capitalism, right? Okay. And of course, you know what? I support killing the monarchy. Believe it or not. Okay. Death to monarchy all the way, right? Unironically. Yep. I hate monarchs. Okay. CEOs of businesses? Maybe. In the Industrial Revolution where they were making children cheap swimmies and shit in Russia and whatever. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that. That was Victorian England. But you get with the point I'm trying to get? Yeah, yeah. But that was I mean, morally
0: okay at the time.
3: Well, like, just like, not even on that point, like, I'm, I'm gonna draw a parallel here. Okay. The kulaks, no. Why would you Why would you kill them? Right? But you see that they start, the hatred just goes down and down and down to the smaller degrees. Where is it really that bad? And here, if we start censoring and throwing people in jail for abhorrent racism, right? I agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. Completely. Like, guess some, like, KKK burning fucking swastikas and lynching black people. Yeah, put them to death to hang them just as much, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And then you got the people that are on the internet calling for a second Holocaust, right? Yeah, definitely do something about that to some degree, right? Yeah, but then you have to start going down the ladder, just as it happened in communism, and just as it happened in Nazi Germany, right, with different races, mm-hmm. and eventually it's going to come down to people that slip up. Yeah, like are even just tone deaf by the fact that they're raising this, and that's what is what happening. Like, in censorship in the mean, not the same degree we're not killing people, but some eight, like, remember the, the Duck Dynasty thing?
2: No, I don't remember. Oh, God,
3: it was, like, some 80-year-old dude said something that said he didn't believe in gay marriage, so they okay. took away his show, sued him for everything, and now he's, like, fucking living in some swamp. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, like, this is an 80 year old man who was raised Catholic his whole life had never probably even met a gay person didn't even say anything that bad that he personally didn't support gay marriage mm-hmm. and they were like surprised by this Bilber has a great bit on this but like you know yeah, he has a beard down to his dick and a swamp shooting varmints and they expect him to have some fucking progressive ideas on gay marriage mm-hmm. like this guy like that is the thing I would expect for him to say most in that situation.
2: Yeah,
3: and you see what's going down, like the censorship. It always just hatred, Bequell's hatred, and you need to find a common ground where you can debunk and disagree with the ideas so people don't continue perpetuating them.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. That's true. I gotta agree with that. Um, but yeah, Jordan Peterson was basically someone who was saying all the shit that we just said, but in, pretty much in public, like, on the news. On the
3: University of Toronto campus. Yeah. Holy shit. He was
2: trying to explain that to people.
3: And that's, it. yeah, see,
0: I hate that about, like, cancel culture nowadays, hmm. is because you can't speak, you can't learn, you can't, you can't fucking learn, dude, mm-hmm. you're just, everyone's just supposed to, like, accommodate to this new standard of what is correct
2: and incorrect do to you say. Think
3: why think people are getting more racist? <laughs> like, why do you think the all rights brewing? Because you're
2: fucking... Suppressing it. Yeah,
3: exactly. You need to just straight up let them talk about it and be like,
2: "Yeah, I know, I know, I know."
0: Cancel culture is so fucking strange, especially (laughs) on the internet, bro. The internet's wild, no. Bro,
3: even in my social justice class, they don't like cancel culture. Really. The class that teaches you about the about uh, intersectional feminism and and the theory behind it, and so many other things like things I didn't even under know of, right. Mm mhm and they were even hating on cancel culture. Like it's, hmm. geez, it's really
2: going it's on. Toxic. Well, there is something that um, Joe Rogan also said, where he was—he basically said that it was—it's just a basically a super vocal minority of people that is great. responsible for cancel culture. It was a surprising amount of power. Yeah.
0: Because everybody wants to accommodate to him. No. Yeah. you don't want to be that business that oppresses like yeah. transgender oh, minority yeah. people of color. Yeah. Because then you're that
3: business. Oh God.
0: So then everyone like, hops on the train. Yeah.
3: There's something that would serve to deradicalize me, fucking if I ever was that radical. Is pink capitalism? What does that mean? Where companies adopt, like when they turn their logo rainbow colored. <laughs> like, mm. That is so disgusting.
2: Oh, because they pander to. Oh a my specific... God, Like,
3: yeah. If I was a member of the LGBTQ, I would never buy their product again. Hmm. No. No. Well, like. Enlighten me. Imagine if a company pandered to you based on your identity. When because all they're doing is trying to sell you shit. Exactly, they are literally taking your identity and your movement, which has valid grounds based on the fighting of oppression. This multi-billion-dollar company is like, hey. I, I don't know, but I don't. I would. It's just, it's just pandering to me, really. Dude,
0: I don't expect any company to start fucking stop their entire operations and just fuck on the, hop on the battle against racism, you know. But the but, fact
3: that they feel the need. It's it's, to it's pretend, capitalism, dude.
0: The thing is, is that it they. It,
3: it's it's corporate. It doesn't harm me in any way. That,
0: it doesn't harm me in any way.
3: It should show to you their intellectual dishonesty and really just a so ruthless because like. But I don't care.
0: I don't care because we're both benefiting from it
3: are
2: you
0: then if you I mean, if, if com- they're catering to me specifically as an asian person me purchasing their products is how does it harm me at all you know i get what i want you know they they yeah, get to show everybody money. that they
2: support yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah it's like a in.
3: material sense for sure but
2: i guess the the question that nick is really trying to pose is does do companies like that really have the interests of who they're pandering to at heart they're using fuck me. no they're using yeah, but really no company they're really but They're not much.
0: using me because I am still getting what I want
3: Well, they're using your movement to get money is what basically what I'm trying to get there That's and while that may like really realistically have do no harm hmm. It's disgusting to the possible extent of my
2: but then wouldn't any when you advertising,
0: yes, yeah, I no, exactly. Wear, the whole, the whole concept of yes. selling to somebody becomes immoral because then you're catering to what they want, and yes. you're offering it to them with your best interests at heart. Sure, yes. it's greedy. But that's what drives <laughs> the economy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Nobody, nobody's ever started a business. Okay, some people. But for the most part, you Arizona don't start tea. a business because you really love fucking iced tea. You love making money by selling iced tea to people who want it. It's a win, even mm-hmm. if you're both motivated by greed and evil and immoral motivations. Well,
2: I feel like this is where Nick is going to bring up monkey. Oh, <laughs> boy, it's time yeah. to talk about anarcho-primitivism.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right.
3: <laughs> so first, I like to draw a distinction between capitalism and
2: consumerism. Uh, we also got like 10 minutes left on this clock. Because I, I want to keep it to like 1, one hour and 50.
0: Are you not going to trim this? Are you just going to post this whole unedited yeah, we, thing?
2: Yeah, we just
3: go full send here. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, might,
2: I might trim it a little bit. I wouldn't
0: want to go through two hours of footage and trim out the bad shit. My personally, yeah, but I uh, mean, well, it, it, it'd probably podcasts. be worth it. It'd
2: probably be worth it to trim out a little bit. No the podcast, level. podcasts trim their shit. Yeah, I do.
0: But yeah, please go on.
3: I like to draw a distinction between capitalism and consumerism.
0: All right, define those both. Okay,
3: well, capitalism in a very. Sp- Basic essence is a free exchange of goods and services among consenting adults. Now, corporatism uh, is what transpires in capitalism when massive corporations begin to use government manipulation of powers through various lobbying techniques to assure monopolies, international trade, manipulation of tariffs and taxes, and basically shit they really shouldn't be doing in a free exchange of goods and services, right? It's different than capitalism. Because when the government gets involved, it's not free and it's not consensual. Hmm. They're taking money that they have no right to really, in a sense, and corporations manipulate that to the best of their ability. Okay. Consumerism is is a phenomenon, I guess I would say, of people that find joy and value from the collection of cheap material wealth. Okay and this weird sense of disposability replaceability and it's really a feature of neoliberal capitalism here in the western world today Mm -hmm. where we will uh wax poetic about the suffering of these poor third world nations while you're wearing a gap shirt that was stitched by some five-year-old in malaysia Mm -hmm. or you will (laughs) coca-cola will post things about black lives matter and Run slave plantations in South America to harvest their fucking, their coca plants. Yeah, right. Like it's hypocritical. It's, it's that exactly. And people get so wrapped up in this dopamine. People completely base base their value on how nice the clothes they wear. Mm-hmm. When really it's all just shit fabric made in fucking plants in Saudi Arabia. Like it's all garbage, right? Mm-hmm. And we find our we mirror our self worth based on these things. And. We get into this dangerous addiction of dopamine spikes from the purchasing of things. And that's right. where Amazon actually gets us money. You are entering the world's largest store where you can have anything delivered to you within a week or two's time. Yeah. Amazon lit. Yeah. Amazon lit. I dude. know. I fucking love Amazon. I hate myself <laughs> it. Yeah. It's really it's because there was actual study done, and the purchasing of shit like that gives you dopamine, right? Yeah. Other drugs that like to give you dopamine are cocaine, crack, and heroin.
2: Well, yeah. Fundamentally, it's all the same systems. Yeah, exactly. will all
3: fucking taking a line of coke. It's gonna give you a lot bigger rush than buying a fucking vibrating toaster oven off fucking Amazon. <laughs> yeah. With LED lights. Why does your toaster vibrate? I don't know. It's just stupid shit. Like, <laughs> I just like it's just stupid gadgets and shit like shit that has no value, no place, no use. I watched yeah. this
0: documentary a few years ago called Minimalism, and it was basically addressing exactly what exactly. you're talking about. Yeah. so yeah. people fill this hole in their lives with material like material goods like and spending their money and the dopamine rush that they get when they do and there's no need for that you know your, your life should be filled with like meaningful relationships and experiences exactly. not by you know your fucking total on Amazon
3: and I'm about to say something that people are going to hate on me for and I will hold it to the day I die okay. people will genuinely choose to not have families so they can make power points for $40,000 a year
0: what? yeah people please. will actively choose
3: cheap careers that goes nowhere for a company that doesn't care about them and they will choose family and relationships and any other sort of meaning over this because of the way our corporate
2: is consumerist society well why do you why do you have to have one or the other i don't understand no, i know but some no but it's like you're sacrificing time
0: that
3: many, you no, like oh, many people actively like not even just unconsciously they will actively say i don't want kids i want to focus on my
0: Oh, but but I for see those people, it's a self fulfillment thing. A yeah. lot,
3: a lot of time it is, but a lot of the time also, it's unfulfilling work, and they don't even recognize it. All they're, they're t- banging away at a cubicle, so they might get assistant to the regional manager of the vice president of the west division of fucking mm-hmm. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And they're so eluded by this possible. And in other ways, a dopamine spike when you get a promotion. It's yeah, another meaningless sure. title with just. Another division of labor. So, oh, I get to be one fucking step up from Jenkins down the hall. Eat that, right? That's <laughs> yeah, all yeah. it really fucking, fucking is. Jenkins. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, this is a big thing in the sixties and seventies: is hate hatred of corporate America mm-hmm. before they sold out for a fucking nice corner office. Yeah, I, know, I could go on this about this forever. Well, is return to monkey.
2: <laughs> monkey. I would say that. See. While the while our form of capitalism has gotten very corporatist, I would say that uh, it's still the chance of success outside of that corporate structure still remains oh, completely, yeah. for an individual who is willing to fucking strive for it. In
3: fact there's more chance now. Now that yeah. we have fucking such massive means of communication yeah
2: I mean that's what we're doing right now
3: exactly yeah. yeah but I'm not doing this so much out of like hoping money like, oh yeah I hope I'm Joe Grogan one day wait we're not
0: yeah.
2: getting paid for this <laughs> fuck no <laughs> what you know, like, you <laughs> know, man,
3: if, if this video makes money we will split it we will actually yeah, yeah the whole three cents before get it gets to monetize because I said fuck
4: <laughs> yeah
3: um, yeah and see there's a great uh, oh another great suit to quote Fight Club yep uh, I'm going to butcher this quote but Tyler Durden saying in the basement, we were, we're a generation, with no great war, no great purpose, right? Our war is a spiritual war. We were raised believing that we could be anything we wanted, rock stars, movie stars, CEOs, right? But that's just not the case. 99% of us will never do anything remarkable.
2: But is that because of the corporation or because of the individual? I think it's
3: because of the individual. Well, maybe, maybe
0: I'm too naive. I think it's a bit of both. Well,
2: I mind,
3: think it's the illusion that we've been feeding ourselves. like this. Uh, because we're so hyper-exposed to everything online, right? Mm. We think, oh, that could be me one day. Yeah. And odds are it won't be
0: No, I don't think I'll be like Kylie Jenner one day. Exactly.
3: Like, well, <laughs> a lot of people are deluded by that. And like, those pe- the people that are truly deluded like that are like, I don't know, they're very strange to me, and I'm sure other people like the people that hold themselves like movies, to, like arrogant, egotistical people. Mm-hmm. And the only person like, you know, Tom Brady can do that. Sure.
0: Yeah. You don't think you're gonna be the next Tom Brady?
3: God oh, no. And I accept that. And that's <laughs> a healthy thing to accept. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You should be able to accept that a lot of the times, but a lot of people will lie to themselves about their abilities, mm. and our society and aids and abets in those lies.
2: But is there a difference between? that lying to yourself and ambition because if you're going to you're going to be ambitious enough to let's say get to the top of the social dominance hierarchy you're going to be ambitious enough to do that you do need to have that delusion that you or first you need to have the idea that you can that you can even get there right? yeah so if if you... Well, I mean... It's good to accept your limitations, but I would say that once you have accepted your limitations, you shouldn't stop there. You should strive to expand continue. upon them oh, and yeah. continue. Yeah. But
3: that's 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 the difference. Yeah. Like, uh, sometimes there is a fluke and actors who are just douches will become famous.
0: No, Centennial. Yeah.
3: fucking... A lot of the time, the most successful people, the ones that... Our normal, healthy, adjusted people start, alright, maybe I want to try acting. Yeah. Maybe I'll take a drama class in high school. Oh, hey, I'm pretty good at this. I wonder if I could work on it. Do college performances, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm I'm really enjoying this. I'm getting a good response. And they build based on what they see and react and adjust and
0: change
2: over time. Yeah, but do you think, don't you think that that is most what most actors do?
3: Isn't that what
0: most
2: people do? Yeah. yeah.
3: No, I wouldn't say most. I'd say
2: well, most pe- people—most people who are at the top.
3: Well, I mean, the people you—well, you, well, you ask me—the difference between ambition and blind egotistical Oh yeah. and that is the difference I see. Yeah. And it—and really, it's not like ambition's the right way to do it or being blindly egotistical is, but mm-hmm. both seem to work. And mm. I just personally like the ambitious ones more because they're. not
2: well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course.
3: Like sometimes, like you see some of those people that just have no. Damn. Humility. Hmm. like they will speak down to you as if they already are at the top yeah starring co-starring Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. like just fucking I see I, I don't know why that bugs me so much maybe it's just, it just comes from some sort of insecurity but maybe it's just I don't like being talked down to by a girl with green hair <laughs> and you know, I like <laughs> those yeah I like them <laughs> too I don't like, <laughs> I, I, I like being talked down to in the bedroom keep it out of the hall okay you know alright we well, literally uh, talked about gay girl sex, and that's too far. Yeah, true.
2: Um, I think that... i am actually met a few personal trainers like that. That are... That think that they're going to be the...
0: Next Arnold?
2: Yeah, the next fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Or Yeah, you see people like that, or I see people like that in the gym all the time. Fucking massive punks of flesh that think they're going to be a bodybuilder yeah, fucking. really deep 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 they're just water. yeah
3: you know, yeah I'm on a bulk and they'll eat like do two deadlifts and eat a cheesecake <laughs> yeah fuck it that's me let me just, let me just inject dude that was literally fucking.
0: me for all of grade 11 and you know what <laughs>
3: my deadlift got pretty decent <laughs> yeah yeah but like people like me and Megla here are of the larger persuasion yeah we are we gotta <laughs> we, can't, we can't just dirty bulk no. Although I do envy fucking lanklets. Yeah. To some degree.
2: Dirty bulk for me would just lead to obesity. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> True.
3: I've had dirty bulk in my whole life. And <laughs> yeah. you now I'm actually doing a new diet every week.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just to try them out.
3: Yeah. This week's intermittent fasting on uh Tuesday it ends. Wednesday I'm gonna do a refeeding day where I just eat a calorie deficit but I eat all my nutrients, try to Get some fucking glucose into me. Yeah. And it's off to keto. Glucose.
2: Doesn't it take like a, like a month or so for the diet to actually I was make gonna a difference?
3: well. Say... Mm, depends. Yeah. If I'm eating t- under twenty grams of carbs a day, I will go into ketosis in about a day. Right. If you're, most people go less restrictive and do about eighty grams to fifty a day, and that will take over time. But considering I've been fasting already. I'm in ketosis right now as we speak, hmm. or I will be in about what the fucking a couple, couple hours. hours you know, yeah, the last time I ate carp.
2: Well, I haven't eaten anything today but cheese and grapes, and this alcohol that I just drank. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> fuck, you're like extra French right now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I think that's a good point to end.
0: I think so. Cheese, at all Uh, subscribe to my Instagram. Follow it. I mean, uh, Dan underscore underscore Ho.
2: Yeah, you can uh, you can check us out at uh, Sudcast on YouTube, and also you can find us on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe, like, try to rack up those views. Tell your friends. Tell um, your fucking friends. Tell your family. Tell your grandma so that we can fuck her dad. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, quick shout out to my friend Emily Murray. That's a
0: Emily with two E's, not a Y. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>